Do you ever get the feeling that you parachuted into a strange and alien terrain? This is Aviv, reporting from the VUCA world, a volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world. And it is a world that provides extraordinary opportunities. But first, you must take command of you and do so in the face of the frenzied confusion around you. Today's key is called the corporate epidemic. Stop the hysteria already. We focus on the story of an executive I coached, which I will call Rob. The point of the story is that much is at stake. It's your life and career and the lives and careers of the people around you. The risks are high. You may lose what matters most to you. Let's get started. Rob is a hardworking manager. He is driven and has given his best to the company. Rob has been promoted because of the unique skill set he brings. He has technical engineering knowledge and he brings passion for the customer and effective people and presentation skills. By working hard in the trenches, Rob had climbed the corporate ladder and taken on P&L responsibilities. Soon after taking a general manager role for his group, Rob produced significant growth and was recognized for his success. While his track record speaks for itself, I am on red alert three minutes into our call. Something doesn't feel right. It's not what Rob is saying that puts me on red alert. It is his voice and what I hear in it. A big part of consulting and coaching is done on the phone. Good consultants and coaches develop acute sensitivity. They readily pick up the mental, emotional and energetic state of the person on the other side of the conversation. You're listening to hear not just the words, but the melody between the words, because that's critical. Some have a listening gift, others work to develop it, but in all cases it begins by being deeply interested in the person you are working with. Now let's talk about the microwave syndrome. Rob's voice is tense. He is excited to speak with me and is positive and enthusiastic. But what I hear underneath the details is a huge amount of stress. Since the reorganization happened, he no longer has PNL responsibilities. But this is not the source of his stress. It's as though something inside him is tightly wound. The gears are turning, but not catching, and it's not obvious to him that his energy and passion are hitting a wall. So he tries even harder to be positive in what he says. Rob is experiencing the double microwave oven syndrome. He's cooking inside the toxic hysteria his group produces, in large part due to the new boss. And inside, Rob is his own microwave oven of brain reactivity, anxiety, resentment and fear. Rob is not alone. In fact, Rob's condition is a symptom of a growing epidemic in the workplace. It's an epidemic that has multiple faces. 
inability to adapt, punitive stress, the breakdown of leadership presence and organizational culture, and more. Too many knowledge workers are reduced to 20 or 30% capacity because of the workplace hysteria wherein reactivity is the mode of operation. Short-termism and the tyranny of quarterly earnings have gone amok, an invisible consequence that no one recognizes or speaks of is that in so many places the work environment increasingly resembles a chaotic trading floor. A group of people screaming in all directions with no one listening or coherently perceiving where 90% lose and 10% make a killing. Paradoxically, in this vicious spiral everyone is vying to be in the 10% as they dig their own graves. Sounds extreme? Perhaps. But that's the feeling I get in Rob's voice. He is ready to snap at any minute. Debilitating conditions and compromised well-being on the verge of snapping are just some of the symptoms of the frenzied corporate microwave oven. We see other consequences of this all around us in multiple dangerous ways all around. They include, at a personal level, these consequences. Stress and anxiety, burnout, health problems, loss of motivation, loss of commitment and loyalty, even accidents, missed opportunities, undirected and unused energy, and low satisfaction levels. And at a company level, some of the consequences include ineffective communication, misunderstandings and conflicts, loss of productivity, deteriorating service, system failures, and yes, even ethical breakdowns, and yes, accidents, absenteeism, and high turnover. What should we all do about this? We should address leadership and culture and organizational strategy and more. Over the last few years, I've worked with a group of professionals on what we call the Resilience Project. We've identified 25 elements of resilience that constitute five pillars of resilience. We've mapped 50 strategies and practices to help repair and replenish personal and organizational resilience and we have experimented with tools and coaching modalities. A few simple facts that have become obvious. Number one, the cost of the corporate hysteria is probably in the tens of billions of dollars and in its broadest impact is almost incalculable because it invades nearly everything. Companies board panicked reaction and frequent CEO firings in some of the most admired companies in the world example this point. Number two, the personalized nature of the breakdown and how the SNAP syndrome gets expressed by individuals is unpredictable. People can snap or end up in a paralyzed depression. In both cases, the symptoms are viral and dangerously contagious. Number three, leadership is everything. As a leader, you can cause or add to the corporate hysteria. Or you can be an island of sanity and clarity that people look up to. You may not have the answer to all challenges, but you bring a center of gravity that backs off the hysteria and enables people to adapt, to engage and to create their best work. What becomes clear is the resilience imperative. Business continuity plans are critical, but not sufficient. 
your personal and organizational resilience now has to be a core element of your strategy and daily focus and practice. We have reframed resilience. Resilience is not bouncing back. Resilience is bouncing forward into a new equilibrium. Four months after my initial call with Rob, he left his 23-year corporate career to explore a new path and bring his skills to a smaller organization. It's not ideal, he said to me, but I feel that I have reclaimed my dignity and I'm making a true difference. Now it's your turn. Turn the key. Defy the corporate hysteria. Get focused on what matters. Work on resilience. Bring forward leadership presence. Become an island of clarity. Create a resilient future for you and for your people.